0: Śrīla gurudev ki jai, Śrīman Mahāprabhu ki jay shri Harinām sankirtan ki jai, kartik vrat ki jay shri vrindavan dham ki jai, gaur bhakt vrind ki jay gaur praman hari hari <coughs> so pranam to all of you from Sri Radhakonda, and I hope you may be continuing having a very <coughs> absorbed Kartik and deep connection with all that this unique month represents in our Gaudiya tradition. So we are meeting again as usual every Thursday for any Q&A, any questions and answers. Istagosti. Which basically implies having giving ourselves the time to delve into further detail about those things that cannot be like ascertained otherwise basically so that's a particular format or expression of, of Sri harikata in which uh, we are giving the opportunity or we give ourselves the chance to present questions and receive answers uh, and in this way go into further detail beyond a, a public, official, general presentation of, of any given topic and this is a very crucial, important aspect of, of the learning process in our school Krishna himself is mentioning that pariprasnena, pranipatena, pariprasnena so in place, presenting questions in in humble mode. In a well, humble mode basically means with the interest of refining our service disposition towards the topic we are asking about. And need, needless to say, the one who will be answering should be in that same frequency. Hmm. Whatever is being asked is in terms of refining our service disposition. Whatever is being Answered is in terms of further refining our services position from both the questioner and the, the one who is replying to the question both of them are performing Seva to each other even not only to Sri Harikata not only to their ideal but to each other in the context of as Krishna says in the Gita nourishing each other enlightening each other by speaking about mm, the object, the mutual object, of our affection, Mm. our Istadivata. We are to fall in love with the object of our affection. Mm. We are not just to worship our deity in terms of duty, but we are to passionately fall in love with the object of our affection. Mm. And for that we need to fill our container, with a particular type of disposition. Um, for this, of course, association is more than crucial. Krishna Punar Mukhyanga Even when the goal of life has been attained, still satsanga remains the main expression of the attainment of that ultimate goal. Hmm? So here we are, probably not having attained yet <laughs> the ultimate goal, but nonetheless, Krishna bhakti and is Sadhu Sangha. In every single chapter of our devo- devotional sojourn, Sadhu Sangha remains a crucial uh, expression of the journey, whether it be very beginning stages, intermediate stages, having attained the goal of life and all the stages in between. Sadhu Sangha has been given this golden simhasana or lion throne. Hmm? Enthroned as, as as a great topmost uh, crucial aspect of our lives, so here we are trying to embrace such conception. So that said, I don't know if there are any questions you may like to present today in the context of nourishing our change, nourishing our ideal. Any topic you may like to ask about. Uh, one question has been already presented some days ago by Dad from Brazil. So, I will start with that one, and of course, if there are any other uh, questions that you may have, of course, we can also um, of course, we can also continue and here is i, I think I see there is some questions from um, yeah Sakirati. okay, so we will go to that one after if it 's no problem and and well, I will begin with one question by Krishna Das. So let me see. where it is. So it says like this <clears throat> uh, If you have seen it, could you please share some thoughts on Shamran Indidi's recent podcast with Namras Prabhu? Okay. So, yes, 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 I have seen it some days ago. I, s- and I don't remember when, but I, I had the chance of going through the episode. So, yeah, I can share some words, of course. I'll First of all, since Siamarani Das is a senior Vaishnavi, I offer my pronoun to her. And uh, to begin with, I, I I have to say that I really emphasized her I really liked sorry her emphasis on the, because the title of her presentation for those who were not who, who for those who have not followed it is Srila pra- Prabhupada gave us everything in the, in the occasion of Srila Prabhupada's uh Tirubhab Mahotsav she expressed many nice things about Prabhupada, about the concept of Tirubhab Mahotsav Biraha Mahotsav and also I appreciated, my point was that I appreciated uh, especially her emphasis the con- on the point of how Srila Prabhupada gave us uh, Raga Bhakti. How the contribution of Prabhupada in terms of, of Raga Bhakti, uh, how this Raga uh, is actually our path as Gaudias basically, what Mahaprabhu came to to distribute as a byproduct of his own relishment of radhabhak bhakti bhakti krishna das mentions on one side we have mahaprabhu's main uh, personal project personal agenda which is this threefold uh, expression of his tasting of radhabhak that in brief krishna das kaviraj is putting as prem orasani riyas Karite Ashwadam. Karite Ashwadam means to relish what Prema ras mm-hmm. This nectar of premaras, mm-hmm. this steel essence of Prema ras. And as a byproduct of that, or as my Guru Maharaj will say, as the overflowing of his own experience, Sriman Mahaprabhu engaged in Raga, Marga, Bhakti, Loki, Karite Pracharan. In doing prachar. Of Raga Marga Bhakti in Loki, in this world, establishing in this world what we call Raga Bhakti or Raga Nunga Bhakti and so on. So I appreciated that point. I could feel that that was the main intention of her presentation to try to point towards uh, Srila Prabhupada in the context of that thing that really defines our Gaudiya Sampradaya and Mahaprabhu's gift to the world. So. To begin with, I, I, I really offer my respects to, to those points, and that said, also I respectfully disagree with some points that Shyamranidasi presented um, in here in the context of making these important points of ragavakti and what Mahaprabhu's dispensation is constituted of, and so on. So, I'll I'll try to share some of those, hopefully in the best, most constructive and nourishing way for all of us to engage in proper Bajnav Istagosti and conversation and dialogue. So, uh, to begin with, I will mention a brief one, which is not maybe one of the main ones I I have in mind, but in in the context of this, in the context of defining raganuga Bhakti, uh, of course, does it very accurately went to the definition of ragatmika bhakti, or, 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 the, or what is a ragatmika? Because you cannot speak about raganuga without speaking about the ragatmika, since the, the former implies following the latter. Hmm. So, since raganuga bhakti mean, means basically to follow in the footsteps of the rag of the brahmbhasis. Uh, Ragatmika, the Brajvasa, the ragatmikas. Mm. So, Shamarani described ragatmika like uh, how to say like someone who in their atma they have rag. Mm. So, of course, in a general way, it's an accurate description, but in, in a specific, precise way, and this, actually these are quite precise terms. Mm, That definition is not so accurate, because Raga Atmika, the very word Raga Atmika does not speak about someone who has in their Atma, rag, but someone uh, whose whose Atma is made of rag, uh, which is a subtle but important difference. Mm. One thing is, you have rag, or you have received rag, that's another topic that I will touch later. Uh, or other thing is you are made of rag and the very word raga atmika means those people whose atma is made is rag basically and atma in this case do not only means the atma as we sometimes may translate as the soul but atma applies to body mind senses everything from tip to toe this nitya parashats or this ragatmika is another word to ref- another way for referring to the Raga Atmika is to refer to the Nitya Parishats or the eternal associates of Bhagavan. Yashoda, Nanda, Subal, Lalita, Visaka, Rupa Manjari, and so on. They are their own constitution. They are not Tatasta Shakti, Jivas, important definition. They are not Jivas altogether. The very term Jivas specifically speaking, refer to an Atma being affected by material conditioning. But when the Atma is... Free from that conditioning, technically speaking, the term jivas is not applied to them. So they are entities <laughs> made of sarup-shakti, basically, of the internal energy of Bhagavan. There is no tathasta constitution mm-hmm. in, their, in their case. Although, of course, also we have the, op, the, the, the example of someone like Garuda or some others who are mentioned in Shastra who are nitya-parishats and at the same time tathasta-shakti. So there is a possibility of tathasta-shakti-nitya-parishats. But mostly the rule, if you will apply this connection, are Serup shakti, nitya Parishad. So the point again, going back to the idea, is that a ragatmika is not someone who in, who's in, their, who's, in whose atma there is rag, or they have rag, but whose atma is made of rag. Their whole being is made of rag. And, and, and then she, she gave some example to further illustrate her way of defining ragatmika, which again... I I have to disagree with, because it it goes in another direction to what Shastra says, that is the example of white cloth put in red dye. So you put white cloth into red dye, of course, in the first attempt, it's somehow red, but eventually you need to put again and put again and squeeze it out, and in different turns, eventually it becomes red, proper. Mm. But again, the analogy in this case is, is not fully accurate, because we are speaking about ragadmikas. The ragadmikas have never been white, not like the analogy of the white cloth becoming red. They never become ragadmikas. They are always red, if you will. They are, and red is, of course, the color for raga. Raga, another way of defining raga, is with red, with attachment, passionate attraction. So, again, it's a subtle, it's a little point. I, I don't want to make too much of that, but it's just a technical difference that, for me, at least, is a subtle, but an important difference between what does it mean to be a, 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 Ragan, a Raganuga and a ragatmika, because again and this goes in connection to the point to be a Raganuga which we aspire to we are not ragatmikas, so we are trying to Anuga to do Anuga to engage in following off to engage in tadatmya, in attaining some sameness if you want to translate it somehow with the mood of a particular Nitya parishad. so that's what Raganuga Bhakti is in, in, a, in a glimpse, in a gist. So to be a Raga Nuga means to acquire that Bhakti from the ragatmikas. the very whole idea of being a Raga Nuga or engaging in Raga Bhakti is that we want to become affected. Hmm? But the, a particular type, wave of Bhakti, Krishna Bhakti, that is present in the ragatmikas, that is present in the Nitya parishads that we do not possess, basically, but such bhava, such nitya siddha bhava, such nitya siddha prema, Krishna nitya siddha prem satya kabuna, that will descend from the heart of those personalities into our hearts by us engaging in sadhana and preparing the heart for that. That's the very definition of sadhana bhakti given in the Bhaktara Samrita Sindhu, kritis sadya bhavet sadya bhava sa sadhana avida nitya siddhasya bhavasya sadhya da. Which is paraphrasing by Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami with the famous verse, uh, Nitya Siddha Krishna Prem Sadhya Kavuna, and so on. It says, Nitya Siddha 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 Bhavasya, that Nitya Siddha Bhav, that eternally existent and perfect Bhav, manifests in the heart, appears in the heart after the heart has been prepared by engaging in sadhana. And of course, in the purport to that verse, both Jiva Goswami and Sri Vishwanacha Kavarti Thakur mentioned how that Bhav is composed by the essence of the Sambit and Ladini shaktis, which, as we know, are two of the three ingredients of the Sarup shakti, which, as we know, is not inherent, is not part of the Tathasta shaktis, Jiva's constitution, as is also as mentioned in Shastra. Mm-hmm. So there are many other verses, of course, in Bhakti Samrita Sindhu about how uh, we develop a particular affinity towards a certain bhav according the respective bhakti of what we acquired from sadhu sangha from previous impressions I don't want to like to torture you with this topic too much <laughs> but well, it seems to be a contemporary topic so you can if you want to see some references you have bhakti rasamriti like 1 2 14 or 2538 or 1 2 229 and apart from the ones I mentioned and apart from the ones we have been sharing in our recent series but in conclusion, we as Tathasta Jivas do not have that rag in us because we do not have sort of Shakti in our constitution as Tathasta Shakti. Mm. And all that again confirms that Bhakti, which is the essence of the sort of Shakti, is not inherent in the Jiva in, uh, in any aspect. Mm. No, not even as a non, but, but it's inherent if we want to speak in those terms as, as what I may call a non predetermined potential. Because even if we speak about, we have the potential, sometimes we may say, and that's already predetermined. But no, it's not a predetermined potential. Mm-hmm. And this topic, although it's not strictly connected with the, the topic of the definition of Rogatmika, is closely tied to another point that, that Siamarani Dasi mentioned, <clears throat> which also I respectfully disagree with her permission, and your permission as well. Which is the idea that, and, and she quotes at one point this notion of inherent, not literally inherent bhakti, but she mentioned that uh, in, in the Brihad Bhagavatamrita of Sri Sanatana Goswami. She, she says something like, we are all given, she speaks at the time of creation, of manufacturing, we are all given a seed of a particular kind of relationship with Bhagavan. So, of course, I think that when she speaks about that, the time of creation, of manufacturing, I, I hope, I hope she, she's only basically trying to give a frame to the point, because as we know, there is no, no such time. There is no beginning to the jivas. There is no origin, point of beginning to our... The, the jiva is not created. The jiva is not manufactured. The jiva is not created. Bhagavan exists eternally, along with his shaktis. Tatasta Shakti being one of them, Sarup Shakti, Maya Shakti, all the Shaktis are, are already there. I know it's it's a difficult topic to to pass through our head, but again there's no beginning where the jiva is made out of nothing, ex nihilo, or 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 God determining something about us at one point in time and before that 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 was not there or something. So that's, of course, again, I want just to clarify that point just in case. But my main point here is that she mentions that we are given the seed of a particular kind of relationship with Bhagavan at the time of creation of manufacturing, or if you want, from time immemorial, we have as part of our constitution a particular a seed of a particular kind of relationship with Bhagavan. Uh, which again I respectfully disagree with, and I try—I will try briefly to explain why. Uh, she refers to Brihad Bhagavatamrita and uses the term a particular type of taste. So this is uh, connected with the idea with one particular verse in Brihad is verse two, four, and uh, one hundred ninety, quoted by Srila Sanatan Goswami: "Vichitra lila samodrakoti yasya." so it's an interesting verse I, I quote that in my forthcoming book and try to to share some thoughts on that because it's very interesting <laughs> uh, but it's interesting that actually this verse is actually confirming the opposite to what Sumurrani does is saying and, and and for that uh, let me see I have here the translation of her Srila. Bhaktivedanta Narayan Maharaj. So I'll go to to that translation. It says Sri Krishna's pastimes uh, expand with ever new variety. His heart is as deep as millions of oceans. By logic, no one can understand the purpose for which he has placed different tastes in the hearts of his devotees and expanded the opulence of his pastimes accordingly. So, the, the translation is clear. It's, it speaks about Krishna placing different tastes, for sure, but then it says, in the hearts of his devotees. So it's making a particular point there. it's not saying the hearts of every living being, which is a difference. not that every jiva is a devotee of Krishna. Of course, potentially, every jiva is a devotee of Krishna. But here it is mentioned in this particular point. It's not saying in every heart, or in the heart of every jiva, but in the heart of every devotee. Mm -hmm. And in in his... Of course, in the verse in itself, if you go to the Sanskrit, the word devotee is not appearing. But in the context of the whole verse, I I cannot go into further detail too much now. But you can understand that. And that's why someone like Bhaktivedanta Sriram Rai Maharaj, he himself, in his translation, includes the term of his devotees, and mostly for this I will say not only since because of the context, but because of what Srila Sanatan Goswami Prabhupada himself mentions in his commentary to this verse. We know he has a self-commentary to his Brihad Bhagavatamrita, the Darshanitika. So he says, he further clarifies in, in his commentary that this verse refers to Krishna's devotees and not to every jiva. For example, he in one point mentions that Gopakumar may raise the doubt why Krishna does not equally inspire all devotees to have a taste for the topmost worship, which is a classical question. So again, you see very clearly he's speaking about the devotees and the tastes, tastes we find among devotees. Mm-hmm. And why not everyone is inclined towards the ob- objectively higher thing, if you will. Which, of course, is a very important point in the whole Brihad Bhagavatam, as we know, Srila Sanatan Goswami tries to make his point and I will speak about that later, since this book is the very first book of the Gaudiya Sampradaya, and the main character of the book is not someone in the objectively speaking highest mood, Ba, but someone in Priyanarma Sakya like Gopakumar, or Naral Muni in the other part of the book who is Madhu Mangalos and Sakyrasa interestingly. So the question is presented here, but again Sanatan Goswami mentions paraphrases. Gopakumar saying, why Krishna does not equally inspire all devotees? He isn't saying all jivas. And in answer to that, Sanatan Goswami in the commentary mentions that Narad Muni speaks this verse, the one we are discussing here. And he, Sanatan Goswami, paraphrases Narad Muni mentioning that Krishna has placed a variety of extraordinary desires in the hearts of the devotees. Again, second time of the devotees, endowing them with the special moods. So it's not saying in the hearts of every living being, but devotees. And then Sanatan Goswami, if it's, this is not enough, Nikan nyanya nika nyanya the pounding of the post, again confirms the same point at the end of his Tikka, when he says that like Bhagavan has bestowed a very vast variety of tastes among his devotees. And in this way he continues, Bhagavan expands the opulence of his manifold pastimes and his devotees experience his grace according to their respective tastes. So over and over again the word his devotees, his devotees are there. Mm-hmm. Considering their respective moods to be the topmost, tasting those mellows related to those moods, they are all fully satisfied. What Krishna Daskavras mentioned in the Chaitanya Charitamrita also every devotee feels their relationship with Krishna is the best and everyone is correct. Mm-hmm. So a very wide and open-minded conception that we receive in this very first book of our today, So it's interesting because I, I, I looked and I saw that Shamarani Dasi, she quoted this verse of Brihad Bhagavatamrita, which clearly speaks about the devotees and not every single jiva and she has quoted this verse in his book called the Swarup of the jiva at least five times that I could find and in All of those cases, or almost most of those cases, every time that the verse says clearly, according to the translation of her own Gurudev, in the hearts of the devotees, she adds next to that in brackets, the jivas, or the living entities. But that's clearly her her own addition, her own projection in in that verse, not the intended meaning in the verse, not what Shilasanathan Goswami says in in the purport, basically, and, and not what it's stated overall throughout the whole Brihad Bhagavatamrita. Because even if you will make the case, this verse saying that somehow, still you have to harmonize that single verse with at least, I think, a hundred verses which say the opposite. I, I have compiled those verses and I'm mentioning them in my forthcoming book, which clearly mentioned that this is not like that, there is no inherent bhakti knowing her seed or particular taste put in the jiva at the moment of manufacturing or whatever and then also in this connection before going to into another point and sorry if I'm getting too long uh, also Shamarani Dasi gives the example of the gardener and the guru being a gardener an expert gardener which of course I agree with but how in which way he or she may be a gardener that's another thing for sure <laughs> And in in, in this particular case, of course, she makes the analogy in the context of her own intended point... ...that the Guru is an expert gardener who is looking at the seed that we supposedly have inherent... ...and he knows which bush bush, that seed is, is destined to be, which creeper, which tree. And therefore, the Guru similarly will look at every soul and will be able to tell which inherent relationship each Jiva will have with Krishna... And the Guru will teach each student how to get that. But again, of course, as we always say, that's only an analogy. So an analogy in itself doesn't prove Siddhanta. It just serves to illustrate that which is just, it's, it is to be proven through Shastra. And in Shastra we find not that idea precisely. Every time, that, whenever we hear about this idea of gardener, gardening, seed and so on, we find actually the other idea. Hmm? Brahmanda, Brahmita, Kona, Bhagyavan, Jiva, Guru, Krishna, Prasada, Pai, Bhakti, Lata, beach and The Guru is the giver of the seed hmm? of Krishna Bhakti. It's not the, gi- the one who is seeing the, some f- seed that is already there and, and helping that to fructify, but the giver of the seed, which implies the seed was not there before. Hmm? And the seed is Krishna Bhakti. Hmm? And something interesting before going to the next topic that I, as an aside, but also connected, Shyamarani Dasi quoted many verses in her presentation, which of course I, I, I really appreciate, because your points had to be presented with Shastra. So she was surrounded by many books, as she mentioned. And she, she took the time to research all these verses and quote them literally by reading from the book, but when she quoted the verse Krishna Bhakti Janma Mool hai Satu sanga Krishna Prem janmatin Tenha Punan she has not given the literal translation of that verse, interestingly. I don't know why, but I may assume because the literal translation that you find even in, in, in the BBT's translation is that Krishna Bhakti Janma Mool hai Satu sanga." Sangha is the root for the birth of Krishna Bhakti. And, of course, Krishna Prem Janmeten Hopunar Mukhyanga. And even when we reach Krishna Prem, that Sadhu Sangha remains, as I mentioned today, a crucial aspect of Mukya Anga, main Anga of one's practice. But this verse clearly speaks about the birth of Bhakti and how that birth comes through Sadhu Sangha. So she mentioned basically something, she she didn't say that, she said something like, at the beginning of Bhakti, association with pure devotees is required. Which, with all respect, is a little bit of, of an abstract, general, very overall way of saying something that actually is much more precise. Hmm. So, as an aside, but in connection to that point as well. And then, that, this is actually an introduction to the maybe maybe the main point that I may hopefully, respectfully disagree with, which is the idea two two or three points I, I should say in connection to to the ultimate reach of. The Sampradaya, so-called only option, and the notion to begin with, I will continue with the notion of Srila Prabhupada being in Manjariba. And I know this is a very long topic and many discussions have been there and maybe I, I won't be adding anything new to the exchange. But since the question was presented, which are my thoughts on that, I, I may share some, some ideas. So, of course, Rani Dasi presents the notion that Srila Prabhupada is in Manjari Radha Dasam, what we call uh, Babolas, Rati, and all these different names for this same notion of being a kinkari or a personal servant of Sri Radha. And she quoted some things that Prabhupada say at times, for example, our goal is to enter the rasa lila, and, and things like this, which of course I, I'm not denying all the things that Prabhupada say in that connection. But I am open to embrace all the things that Srila Prabhupada says, especially those things as we will see that he says very clearly about himself, because in this type of notions our goal is to enter Rasalila. Of course we could say he's including himself there, but also he's speaking towards a rest of an audience. And I will personally propose that in those cases he's mostly giving him the main general Prospect available in the Gaudiya Sampradaya the main current which is of course Manjari Bhav Gaudiya Sampradaya is saturated with that so that's the the, yeah the main current let's say in in those terms but I will say that that's presenting that main prospect but when he spoke about himself in personal terms in intimate terms he clearly pointed into the direction of Sakya Bhav and Specifically, we will see Priyanarma Akhyabha. So, there are some quotes, of course, many quotes about that, I don't want to torture you with that. I will share some few of them which are taken from a publication called Oh My Friend, presented by Bhakti, by Ashram Maharaj in conjunction with my Guru Maharaj some years back. And for those who are interested in delving into this topic into further detail and see all the Prabhupada in this connection, you are invited to read the book. <coughs> So, first of all, it is mentioned there a a very natural and common perception in, in the early times among Srila Prabhupada's disciples of themselves seeing Prabhupada as a gopa. Almost all of them were thinking those terms. There were many Vyasa Puja offerings written to Prabhupada speaking about him in terms of him being a gopa. And interestingly, Prabhupada read them and he never stopped those, he never canceled that glorification while he canceled all other type of speculations if you want to call them like the gopi bhava club as we know and some other things that he really felt this second concoction, you are going beyond your capacity or whatever but whenever his young disciples glorified him as a gopa he never said you are speculating, shut up, stop doing that or something, so in this sense I will say that his silence speaks for itself but nonetheless uh let's see what Sula Prabhupāda himself has to say about this. Because someone may say, well, those are the young Kanishtha the devotees, they are just being sentimental and saying something. But let's see what Prabhupāda himself has to say. So one known example is that of Har Sarani Devi, Sarani Dasi, also a very special early disciple. And she told to Prabhupāda once, you are a cowher boy she had a very unique relationship with Prabhupada as was told by some of the early disciples and Prabhupada, when he was told that he said yes and then, Harasarani wrote the whole poem about Srila Prabhupada as an offering, as a puja offering and in that poem she clearly depicted Prabhupada as a saka, as a gopa and which was Prabhupada's reply to that poem? she has become advanced <laughs> so you can imagine and immediately he ordered, You have to publish this poem in the Back to Godhead magazine. So try to put all these things together. And he made that public into his main publication at the time. And he declared he has become advanced after she was saying almost in every line, You are a gopa, you are a gopa. Interestingly, Shamarani Dasi She shares in, in her book, The Art of Spiritual Life, uh, that Sila Prabhupada said in a, in a well a known episode in the, in the Bowery in the early times. That my desire is to be Krishna's friend. Mm. So she, she herself quotes that, but somehow she changed her mind after. And also, a, a famous episode is that with Shrutta Kirti, which is mentioned also in you know, All My Friend in the year 1975 in Atlanta, he was massaging Prabhupada, and at the time of the massage he was only Prabhupada and his personal servant, so there was nobody else there. And Prabhupada was absorbed looking into a picture of Krishna Balaram. And he said to Shrutta Kirti, he himself is narrating that. I like the cowherds voice very much. Mm. And then he starts to get absorbed into the narrative, the dynamics of, the, of that lila, saying like every day Krishna and Balaran go to the forest in Braj, but before they go, their mothers prepare lunches for them, uh, how they call it? tiffins, tiffins in English. So Jashoda Rani will give her uh, a very nice tiffin and with Puri, Halava, Ladu, Kachori, especially more than, more opulent than other tiffins. and Prabhupada, I'm making the whole narration short, there's much more he's saying in between, but Prabhupada is saying, I just want to go back to the spiritual world, in kachori and Ladu with Krishna. Mm-hmm. So that's a very clear reference to his entrance into that particular window of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Also in 1968, that's mentioned in the, the Lilamrita, Prabhupada Lilamrita, written by Satsarabhadas Goswami, he quotes Prabhupada saying saying it's basically the same thing. I simply want to go to Krishna Lok so I can have some some of Krishna's laddus and kachoris, and I do not have any great div- diversion from this. Any other big great interest apart from this? I simply want to go there so I can enjoy eating laddus and kachoris with Krishna and the cowherd boys. And mm. to say that after that he was speaking this to some devotees and he opened his eyes widely and said to one devotee called Devananda. Mm. He said, like, oh, if you give me laddus and kachoris, then I will bless you. (laughs) So all the devotees at that time, they did not know how to prepare. They said, you teach us how and we will prepare (laughs) all the ones you want. Mm -hmm. And interestingly, then in the very last year of Prabhupada's stay in this world, 1977, in Vrindava, he was with Tamal Krishna Maharaj. And Tamal Krishna Maharaj was describing to Srila Prabhupada the painting of Krishna with the Gopas having lunch together and Prabhupada said, by hearing that narrative, again, picnic, lunch, full Sakya uh, playground, if you will, and Prabhupada said, this is the highest perfection of life. Mm. So again, on one side he may say, our goal is to enter the Rasa Lila, but then he's saying, Sakyarasa is the highest perfection of life. So we, we are not, as Srila Rupa Goswami say to reject one thing and just take the one we like the most. We are to embrace all of the statements and try to make sense of them in the most mature, deep, objective way. And similarly, one, in one letter to Ham in 1974, he's mentioning when they were presenting a German edition of this Hare Krishna uh, cooking book, recite book. He says, and, 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 the, and the picture had in the the, the, the cover front picture was Krishna with the friends having lunch. So he says, especially the picture of Krishna and his friends eating, it's very glorious. We wish to join his party. <laughs> so different ideas like this, no? In also telling that once Prabhupada explained the Maha Mantras, Oh my friend, oh my friend, that's the meaning of Maha Mantra. Or or sometimes Prabhupada speaking even more like directly. I mean for me this is direct enough, but even more directly it is recalled mentioning oh my friend that once he spoke to Govinda Das saying in in Seattle nineteen sixty-eight. He was talking about this and said, "My guru Maharaja's rasa is that of the gopi, <coughs> Manjari, but I am in relationship with Krishna as a cowherd boy." So that's, I mean, the the more direct you can get, I will say. Hmm. So some ideas, no? Once also with Subal Das, an early disciple, uh, he he also recalls one incident when Prabhupada went for a visit to. Adikey Das, or famous, also known as Dr. O.B.L. Kapoor, writer, disciple of Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhanta, and they were speaking about Siddhadeha, Deha, the topic of Siddha Deha, and Prabhupada said, this is not done in our line, like the bestowal, Siddha Pranali, Ekadashava. Prabhupada then said, one must realize this relationship with oneself. You cannot just, like, jump ahead. And he says, when one is ripe and ready, it will be revealed from within. I am a cowherd boy. He said after that. (laughs) And similarly, again in 1977, last year of his stay in this world, in in, in one discussion on inauthentic gurus, Srila Prabhupada says Swarup Siddhi means that when you are actually liberated, you understand what is your relationship with Krishna. That is Swarup Siddhi. Sakya. He mentioned then as a closing. Mm -hmm. And for if you want to say but we are Gaudias or we are Rupanugas and for us Bab is the all in all there is nothing else apart from that well Prabhupada had some other thoughts in mind once in in an interview in a talk that is registered with Krishna Hiroshi Keshenanda Prabhu he said once to Prabhupada so that means that our relationship with, with you we as disciples with you Prabhupada our relationship is eternal so that means our relationship will continue in Nitya Lila and of course Prabhupada said yes And then Krishikeshananda, he said, as manjaris, and Prabhupada replied, down to Sakya. Mm -hmm. So he made this place. He very clearly wanted to have a place for Sakya. And of course, we can, apart from what Prabhupada said, which for me is more than enough, because it's really clear and overt, but for example, you have the evidence that he put Krishna Balaram in the central altar his Krishna Balaram temple in Vrindavan. And Prabhupada said many times, Vrindavan is my home. Mm-hmm. So Vrindavan is his home and his central east of this Krishna Balaram. The highest tower is there. I mean, that speaks for itself again. Or even regarding some arguments. Sometimes the Buddha to say, no, but he sang Guru Astakam and established that in every temple to be sung in the morning. And verses 6 and especially 5 speak about Manjaribhava. But not necessarily it's only about manjari, Guru being a manjari. Priyanarmasaka can enter into that equation. For example, also in All oh My Friends is quoted that in one explanation of this sixth verse to Jaya Patakumaras in the letter, Prabhupada said that on the whole, during the, spirit, the Guru is an agent of Krishna, but either he is an assistant to the gopis or assistant to the cowherd boys. Whatever the case, he's on the level of Krishna. But he mentions these two opportunities. Or, also, another argument similarly in connection to another song is Jayarada Madhava, which Prabhupada sung daily before every class. So, every, some, some people may say that's only for Madhurya Bab. So, that shows he's in Madhuri Bab. But in 1971, and this also included, I'm just sharing some few words. So go to the on My Friend book for further detail. In 1971, he explained that this song is saying that it celebrates Krishna's original nature as the focus of all races of Braj. In other words, the song is including Yashoda, Nandana, Brajajana, Ranjana, all the Brajajanas, all the Brajavasis, the Gopis, of course, radha, and the friends as well. Many things he says there. He ends up saying basically at the end of the... He said many things, I won't go there, but at the end he says that Everyone can go to Krishna Lok, to Golok, and become Krishna's associate, as a friend, or so many other things. As a servant, as father, as mother. Interestingly here he doesn't even mention and <laughs> He starts with as a friend. And he says and Krishna is agreeable to any of these propositions. He's not saying if you come saying I'm a Gaudi, I'm a Rupanuga, I want Saki, Krishna won't reject you saying, No, no, you can only come for Manjari or something. And of course, there are many other considerations which may be considered secondary by some, like Prabhupada's connection with the Subarnabanic community, which was especially favored by Nityananda Prabhu, who, who, who of course, is Sakyarasa personified. Sila Prabhupada's early also connection, worship of the patron saint of the subornobanics, which is Uttarana Datta Thakur, or some of the intense expressions of Prabhupada in Yudhavira <laughs> But just let me finish before Going to another point, and I, this may take some time, sorry for that. But one of the most famous statements of Prabhupada to this effect is the famous prayer at the lotus feet of Krishna. And what krishna, Prabhupada is very privately, in a private moment, writing this poetry which was not meant to be published, and he's addressing Krishna there in the mood of a Priyanarma sakha, saying directing to Krishna's bhai. krishna tava punya bhai Bhai means like friend, some term you use to speak in equals, and starts to bargain with him as a Priyanarma Sagha will do. Krishna tava punya ave bhai, e punya karibe jagga radharani kushitave, druba atiboli toma bhai, tayo. Mm. So he says basically, oh, oh bhai, oh friend, you Krishna will become, you will acquire punya, you will acquire some sukriti or merit mm. if you obtain the favor of Shrirada. She's pleased with you. And my Guru Maharaj comes from her camp, and mm. he's Barshavana Vanidaita, thus, so he wants me to go to the West and preach. So if he, I want to please him and he will please her, if she's pleased you will be favoured, so you have please give me the Shakti to do the bidding of my Gurudev. My Gurudev will be pleased, Shirada will be pleased and you will be favoured. And this is a very fixed truth like the Dhruva, pole star. And then of course after starting in this unique mood, very again very private moment, he says, So, we will run and frolic in the many forests of Braj uh, and I will roll on the ground in spiritual ecstasy. Oh Krishna, when will that day will be mine? more. So, again, very clear expression of Sakyabhav and Priyanarma Sakyabhav more specifically according to the beginning. And this was further confirmed by great personalities when Srila Bhakti Pramod Puri Maharaj heard about this from my Guru Maharaj. He presented that to, my, to Srila Puri Maharaj, this Jala Dutta prayer. And Srila Puri Maharaj, after hearing the, the lines, he said, Sakya, immediately. He could feel, he could recognize that. And then my Guru Maharaj said to him, Yeah, but some devotees say that if our Guru Maharaj is in Sakya Bab, that's a problem because he's not in Manjari Baba, and almost everyone is in Manjari Baba, and we, if you want that, you may not be able to receive that. And Srila Maharaj said, as my Guru Maharaj retells that Baba, if you think that your Guru Maharaj is in Sakya, and that is a problem, then you have a problem, by thinking in that way. Hmm? And similarly, when Srila Siddhar Maharaj was sharing this song, he already knew the song, the poem, by heart. Srila Siddhar Maharaj confirmed that Prabhupada was in Sakya Baba. There is there's a very long, detailed expression of this in Oh My Friend. So, although different Acharyas may have said different things in this regard, because of course I am aware that some other great personalities may have said otherwise, even if you want to say, no, but my Guru Maharaj say this, or this great personality say that, okay, we will try to entertain all the possibilities, but I will say the ultimate point here is what Srila Prabhupada himself said about him in no uncertain terms. Mm? And that was even confirmed, as I mentioned here, by his god-brother, most intimate god-brother, Srila Bhaktura Dev Goswami Maharaj, who was also his most intimate friend, who was considered by Srila Prabhupada his Siksha guru. Mm? So again, all this evidence has to be put on the scale when concluding something so specific as to Sila Prabhupada's inner identity. So that will be a, some points I will pre- present in connection to what Shyamarani Dasi says that Silla Prabhupada is in Manjuri Bab. And also in connection to go to another topic in connection to but in connection to the previous one, Shyamarani Dasi also mentioned that basically every one of our acharyas in our lineage coming from Rupa Goswami or our Gaudiya sampradaya, was a manjari. And I will say the implication of that will be, and therefore, Sila Prabhupada must be manjari as well. Mm. So, again, I will respectfully disagree with that. Mm. And please, do not take this as Maharaj is trying to take, pick on Samarani das and trying to disagree publicly and pick a fight or something, but just there are some public statements being made and someone asks about that, I'm sharing sure my opinion, I think as a sannyasin, my duty, and service to my Gurudev and the Gaudiya communities, also to, to share thoughts and to share ideas based on Shastra and verse of certain evidence in the spirit, hopefully, of healthy <coughs> conversation. And hopefully this helps for us to, to broaden our spectrum of dialogue and conception. So again, if we say, okay, we belong to the Brahma, Madhva, Gaudiya, Sampradaya. Let's begin with that <coughs> particular idea. So every, if we will say... <coughs> If we would like to say, everyone, if the Brahma, Madhva, Gaudiya, Sampradaya is in manjari I'm not saying Shyamarani say that, she started from Rupa Goswami, but I will ex- extend the idea a little bit further. We will have to go to the very first member of our <coughs> Parampara, which is Brahma. Of course, Krishna is the very first one, but let's go to Brahma. And Brahma himself is in sakya That's clearly confirmed both by Srila Prabhupada as well as by Vishwanath Chakravarti in the purport to the famous verse in the Bhagavatam, in the context of the Bhagavatam Chatur Shloki, where it says that Krishna shook hands with Brahma as a friend. And Srila Prabhupada in his purport to that verse, 2.9.30, just in case, in the Bhagavatam, Srila Prabhupada says, Lord Brahma is definitely situated in the humor of friendship with the Lord. And three times he says the same, almost the same thing in the purport. So he uses this clear term, definitely situated in Sakyabha. Bhishmana Chakrabhati Thakur, he's paraphrasing Brahma, in his purpose, saying, may I attain bhakti with a feeling of friendship. Hmm. So Sakyabha. So in the beginning of our Sampradaya, Brahma Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya, we have Bhava at its very root. Hmm. But if someone may say, no, no, but we want to speak in terms of our Sampradaya's Gaudiya Sampradaya as something started from what Mahaprabhu came to give, what he tasted, and what is extended through his associates. Okay, so then we can kind of speak about one of the two <clears throat> Samasti Gurus of the Gaudiya Sampradaya, as, it, as they are presented by Krishnadas Kaviraj, which is Srinityananda along with Mahaprabhu, and Srinitya is Baladev, Sakyarasa personified. Mm. And a whole of different lineages came from Nityananda Prabhu, deeply steeped into Sakyarasa, those coming from the Dwada sakopals the main associate of Nityananda who were the very first who started preaching and initiating in large scale. That's how the and Sampradaya first start to expand interestingly. And we have some other cases for example the Guru of Shyamananda Pandit hriday Chaitanya he was in Sakyabab Gauridas Pandit hmm? he was to Saka as well. And if you want to go to, sad, to more contemporary Sadhus closer to our time we have the famous case of Das Babaji Maharaj disciple of Srila Prabhupada Bhakti was universally acknowledged as a Siddha Mahapurush by everyone. And, and, and the fact that he was in sakya bhav was further confirmed by Srila Siddhar Maharaj and even by Srila Naraya Maharaj. When my Guru Maharaj spoke in, in, in private, in person with Srila Naraya Maharaj and he mentioned the example of Krishnadas Babaji being in sakyaras, Srila Naraya Maharaj confirmed that as well so we we find examples again i'm not against manjarivab (laughs) and i'm not against acknowledging that manjarivab is the main current the main dispensation and the objectively speaking highest reach in terms of ras in our sampradaya but that's not to be made to the point of totally dismissing the possibility of another options and as i mentioned before interestingly if we go to the very first book of our gaudiya sampradaya the books that came after mahapogu the first book is that we have Bhagavatam And in that book, Srila Sanateng Goswami makes very important points. And one of them is the central reference for the main first book of the Sampradaya is someone in Sakyabab, Priyanarma Sakyabab, Gubha Kumar. And the other part of the book, Narad Muni, who is Madhu Mangal, Sakyabab. Mm. Or if we want to go to a very important and more contemporary book in our particular Bhakti Not Paribar, Jaya Dharma from Takul Bhaktivinoda, Here, there, in the main part of the book, the two main characters, Rajanath and Vijay Kumar, one of them is in Sakhyabad, and the other one, of course, is in Manjaribad. So the fact that they are presenting these options, these cases, these characters, this opportunity, it means there is place for that. There is not something to be totally dismissed in the in the name of one exclusive, highest attainment. And of course in a, in a wider way, Mahaprabhu himself through the pen of Krishna Das Kavirashi mentions in the his Chaitan Charitamta that Gore came to give Charibab to the world. Charibab, the four bhavs of Raj, starting with Dasya. Dasya Sakya Vatsalya and Madhurya if you want to even further extend the possibility beyond Madhurya and Sakya. Hmm. So again for me that and of course to say that Srila Prabhupada is uh, steeped into Sakya Bhav doesn't mean that he failed in giving us everything. Because as again, game shows in Jaiva the Guru is showing himself, he himself is in a particular Bhav, he appears in a particular manifestation towards his two disciples, one as Subal and other as Lalita, he's appearing to them to nourish their particular affinity. And so we can say that of course someone like Srila Prabhupada can give Manjribah to his disciples can inspire that in them if they have that particular affinity or of course we could say he also gave us everything by giving us by connecting his students to other sadhus who are deeply steeped in Manjribah mm-hmm. so for me this is an important point to make because i have sure some evidence that it's clear that in our Sampradaya. Of course, the main, as my guru will say, the supporting role is Baba and the main role is Manjari Baba, for sure. But not to the point of excluding all the other rasas. I will call that the racism, to be racist in the context of rasa. So, again, as Krishna das Kaviraju Goswami says, and that's our spirit. Whatever particular devotee, whatever relationship particular devotee has with Bhagavan, <coughs> that's the best for him. <coughs> So, maybe one more point, if you allow me, and I will, I will give myself some extra minutes to reply to, to the question of, of Sakirati, which I see in the, in the chat, and maybe uh, I see that there are more than one, so I, let's see till, if I can reach all of them. So one more point that I will respectfully disagree with Shamaran and Diyadasi is the idea that to be a Rupanuga means to serve Srila Rupa Goswami and Srila Rupa Manjari and all this, all this again implies to be situated in Manjari Bhav because if you are only serving Rupa Goswami but not Rupa Manjari yourself aspiring for Manjari Bhav, then you are not a Rupanuga but you are a Raganuga so to begin with this, this is not a, something mentioned in Shastra of, of course the term Rupanuga is there but that particular type of exclusive definition is not present there. Uh, and of course, also sometimes the, the idea, and Shemaran Dasi also mentioned, this notion is to invoke the, some, like the prana mantra of someone like Prabhupada Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, when he says, Rupa Nuga Apa Apa Siddhanta Dwantaharine. Hmm? But the point is that someone may say, okay, Rupa Nuga Apa Apa Siddhanta Dvantaharine. To follow Prabhupada Bhakti Siddhanta, you have to be a Rupa and that applies Manjari Baba. This verse is being celebrated, or Prabhupada, Sila Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhanta is being celebrated here, to be very averse to anything that is different from Rupa Goswami's mood. So, of course, here we do not mean that Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhanta is averse to someone who is not in Manjuribha. (laughs) But actually, it says that Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhanta will not tolerate any statement which is contrary to the teachings and Siddhanta, actually the, the, the term in the verse is not mood, it's not saying Rupa Nuga, Biruda Apa, Bhava no, or something, but Virudha Apa Siddhanta. So the term is whatever is Apa Siddhanta in connection to Rupa Goswami's teachings, that Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhanta wouldn't tolerate. So his, his, the verse is not saying that Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhanta never tolerated any mood different from Rupa, Manjari, bhava or something so tatu and siddhanta are different things of course are interconnected they are related but they are two different things at the same time so in siddhanta of course as we always say we aspire to be one because we belong to a one same sampradaya and the sampradaya means a school of thought that gives a particular current a particular siddhanta a particular type of thought so we are one in siddhanta because we belong to the same sampradaya and that allows for the diversity of path Bhava may differ on the foundation of Siddhanta, so we have place for accommodating that. Actually, our goal is Vrindavan and Braj. As Jeeva Goswami describes in, in, in the beginning of the Gopal shampoo he says Braj is that place, but everything is properly, finally, everything finds its proper place. Everything is duly accommodated. Everything harmonized. Sri Lalitamritya will say, "Hari Bhagati Love moves like a snake in a crooked way because. It harmonizes everything on its way. So, the variety of bhavas that different devotees may express in the context of a particular lineage is not necessarily a problem or fault or defect. It's actually a bhushan, an ornament. And, and interestingly, if we go to how Srila Prabhupada himself, for example, referred to the term Rupanuga, and here I'm referring again to some quotes found in, in Om My Friend, you can go there for further detail. Sila Prabhupada, whenever he speaks about Rupanuga, he, he's, he intends this broader and more inclusive sense of being a Rupanuga. You can follow Rupa Goswami's teaching, all Gaudias do, mm. but you can have an affinity towards Sakyabab or other Bhav and still be a Rupanuga. Mm. Not necessarily you have to become a manjari in order to be a Rupanuga. He repeatedly, Sila Prabhupada repeatedly f- prefers that following Rupa Goswami implies following him in terms of following his instructions as given in Bhaktura Sindhu, which includes all Gaudiya Vaishnavas follow Bhaktura Sindhu, but Bhaktura Sindhu is not depicting Manjari Vab exclusively. Almost it does not speak of Madhuriya Bab, actually. He has a separate treatise for that. Nilabani. So my point is, if you, if you only follow Manjeri then why Rupa Goswami is depicting all these other Babs in Bhaktura Sindhu? There is no place for that. And of course, one can say, no, he depicts them in order to establish the supremacy of Manjari Bhava and so on, or Madhuri Bhav. that That's a point, of course, you can make, but again, at the same time, <laughs> I mean, Bh- Bh- Bhakti Rasa is seen this show in a very wide scope of possibilities. Sam is never saying, this is the only chance, this is the only thing. Mm-hmm. <Sambles> so Rup- and Prabhupada himself de- defined the term Rupanunga in this term, including all Gaudiya Vaishna which are especially the concept of working together to spread the teachings of Mahaprabhu. Hmm. Because again, if all, only those in Manjari Baba Rupanugas, I mean, Bhaktar Asambhita Sindh is not written for Rupanugas because depicting so many other Mahapas. Hmm. And not only Srila Prabhupada gave this idea, but interestingly also, Samarani does his Gurudev, Srila Narayan Maharaj, in, in his book, Acharya Keshari, which is the, like the, the the life of his Narayan Maharaj's own Gurudev Srila Bhakti Prakyankyesha Maharaj there's Srila Vedanta Narayan Maharaj he's mentioning considering all Gaudiya Vaishnavas to be Rupanugas hmm. there he mentions that each and every Gaudiya Vaishna is proud to call himself Rupanuga and we have seen that not every each and go, every Gaudiya Vaishnava is steeped into Manjuriva so they are in Rupanuga nonetheless hmm. so again hopefully with, with deep the respect and appreciation with for Das's points and contribution that I tried to mention in the beginning I offer these this ideas in, 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 in that service and in compliment hopefully so, now I see in the chat that there are like six more questions oh my god so, I'll try to go to some of them let's see, where, where do we end so, there is one question by... Oh wait a minute. By by Sakyarati. Wait because there are so many things here I'm getting lost. Yes, Sakyarati. Can you say something about Sri Gadadhar Das Goswami whose disappearance day is today? He's in madhurya Bhav, but associating mainly with devotees and Sakya Bhav. Hmm. Look at that <laughs> Yes, well, to begin with, <coughs> we have different dates because, in the sense of, I'm in India and you're in another part of the world, most of you. So, in India, all the celebrations will actually take place, place tomorrow here. So, tomorrow here will be Gopastami, tomorrow here will be Subal Besh Milan, Subhal, Bech, Milan uh, the writing of Mokta and the disappearance of. <coughs> Gadadhar Das Goswami and Srinivasa Charja and, so, and, so, and, and Dananjaya Pandit as well all that in, in this same day so I know that in your place in Europe or in States, America it's today, here it's tomorrow but of course we can say something about that so uh, Gadadhar Das it's important to di- make the difference that he is not to be mistaken with Gadadhar Pandit mm. so we have two Gadadars if you will, in Gorlila one of them is Gadadhar Das Or Gadadhar Das Goswami, and the other one is Sri Gadadhar Pandit. Mm. So, as we already know, Sri Gadadhar Pandit is Sri Radha in Gorlila, blessing Sri Krishna, Chaitanya, Mahaprabhu himself by bestowing, allowing him to be successful in his Gorlila project by by giving her Bhav, or his Bhav. But also, we have Gadadhar Das Goswami, which is a different entity, but somehow it's connected. In in, in Gaur Ganadesh, Deepika, Srila uh, Kavikarnapur is describing Gadada Das Goswami in connection to Chandrakanti mm. which is a manifestation of like the opulence of Sri Radha mm. but also interestingly <laughs> he mentions because that's connected to your question in, in, in connection with Sakya he speaks about someone called Purnananda who is someone very close or dear to Sri Baladev, mm. someone in Sakya bab who also has entered into Das with some special purpose hmm. so it's a a particular personality as we could say with, with, with some mixed personalities and influence Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Salaswati Thakur also mentioned described God, uh, like Das as the effulgence of Srirada, hmm. maybe in connection to the name Chandra Kanti Kanti means also effulgence hmm. uh, so he's like an, an incarnation if, if you want to use the incarnation like a manifestation of, of the bodily luster on one side of, of Sri Radha hmm. so Gadada, uh, we know that Mahaprabhu is Krishna in the mood of Radha coming in her bhav and with her uh, Radha Bhava duty Subhali Tam, Nomi Krishna Sarupa so he's coming Radha Bhava duty no? Radha Bhava Radha duty Subhali no? so he's endowed with Radha Bhav, he's endowed with Radha, Duty or Radha Kanti, no? with the luster. So somehow Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhanta connects uh, Gadadhar Das with this particular luster, basically. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes, as we mentioned in the uh, Gorgana Dipika, he's connected with the opulence of Radha, which somehow we, we may connect it with the luster, if we will, as well, which is connected to the Bhava at the same time. No, the real, the ultimate opulence of Rada is her Bhava. That's the, the opulence Krishna wants to take and, and, and the external luster is a, an expression of what's going on inside strictly speaking there is no difference between inside and outside in someone like Sri mm-hmm. but at the same time again there is this Sakya side to Godadar Das so in this sense uh, since Purnananda is a close associate to Balaram Godad- Godadar Das Goswami is considered like follower of Mahaprabhu but also a follower of of Nityananda, as a follower of Mahaprabhu, it is saying that he was, uh, and being who he was in connection to Radha's kanti, he's described as tasting this conjugal mellow. But interestingly, as a follower of he he's described as, as someone being connected with Sakyabha. Mm. So Gadadhar does, uh, he, he. this is mentioned in one Anubhashan, in one commentary by Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhante and to Chaitanya he is considered, technically speaking, an associate of Sri Nityananda in Borlila. Mm. But although he is technically considered an associate of Nityananda, you may think in terms of the Dual Agopal, it is said that his mood of friendship is not that of a cowherd, mm. but actually he is considered as steeped in the conjugal mood. Mm. And it is said that he established one, one temple of Mahaprabhu in Katwa, interestingly, no? where... where uh, where Sri, Sri, Sri Chaitanya Deva accepted sannyas, basically. So there are some other things that can be said, but basically that's like the the difference, no? Gadadhar Das Swami representing the aura or the luster of Sri Rada. Of course, Gadadhar Pandit representing the bhava, the nature, the heart of Sri mm. But we have these two, two sides to it. Mm. I, I think, I mean, of course, there are some other things we could say in connection to to the life of of, of Gadadhar Das was farming in past times, but the, the question is not so much in this in this direction, so I won't reply to that. No? But at least one that may speak a little bit about this situation. No? So one it say that when another arrived to Bengal, and, and he visited different like villages there it's on the both side of the Ganges, and Gadadhar Das was experimenting with bhav mm. again. Remember this point of his being steeped into Madhuriya Bhava. So he took like a jar full of water, water from Ganga Jal, water from the Ganges, Ganges, and he started to tell everyone, milk, who wants to buy milk? Who wants to buy milk? Fully engrossed in the mood of the Gopi. And Nityananda saw the Bhava of Gadara Das. And he took the deity of Gopal that was in his house, and he started to dance with the deity on his his, uh, chest. Mm? and it, in Chaitanya Bhagavad this is described that in, in the mood of a gopi Gadadhar Das was not like aware of he was totally engrossed in that not aware of not having external consciousness and he constantly referred to himself as a gopi mm? so again he's both, mostly establishing that mood but somehow he he hangs out hangs hangs out you say like he's roaming mm, with a group of three Trinity Nanda, hmm. so, some ideas in connection to to Sri Gadadhara Das Goswami ki jai So let's see. So Kanuram Prabhu, you had he says I had a similar question about Gadar Das, who is mentioned in the expanded translation of the second verse of Chaitanya Bhagavat the two got others. So, I don't know which is the question, if you want to unmute yourself. Thank you, Maharaj. I think, I think you covered it. It's included in what I said? Yes. Okay. Okay. Here. Thank so, you. Yeah, the so, there are some other questions, I think, coming from... from you, you too, that Chakirat is sharing. So I'll try to go through all of them, hopefully, maybe a little bit more brief. One question from PNS in YouTube. It says, Srila Bhakti Thakur gives swastya, or health, sadhana and seva as important things in the spiritual life of a devotee. My question is, what's the difference between sadhana and seva? Mm. And there is a continuation from the question. says, because chanting is both sadhana and seva, also deity worship. Okay. So, I, I will have to check the context of the particular statement to really be more accurate in my reply, because, as you mentioned, uh, these terms can be used to refer to the other, basically, in some cases. So... I will prefer to go to the original eventually, so eventually if you can share the, the specific content, we can go through that. But I will share some intimation that I think it's referring to, because that's the general way where, where, where in, in which sometimes sadhana and seva are depicted as two different things. So sadhana will refer mostly, yes, to one's sadhana, <laughs> to one's daily commitment with the practice in the form of chanting in certain rounds and worshipping Archa Vigraha, and, and, as, and hearing Shastra, Bhagavad Sravan, Mursradai, Murtir, Sevan, and so on. And the word Seva is there, as you properly mentioned, to serve the deity, because actually the word Seva means to please the object of our affection, basically. So we could say everything we do, ideally, is Seva. So there's no even need to speak about Swastriya. Or health, because whatever we try to do in that context, we take care of our body in the context of seva. So everything could merge into this notion of seva. But in this particular case, I will say that seva is connected to more practical services, like serving the guru and serving the Vaishnavs and doing different daily services which may be considered, uh, how to say, not necessarily sort of Bhakti but other activities like on the daily basis sometimes called menial services that you could do in, in, in the context of living in the ashram or in any ashram you may be you should be in one ashram ideally whatever it may be like cleaning the toilet and, and, and brooming using the broom in the house and cooking and washing the clothes of Sri Gurudev like this type of menial simple practical services which which are important also I will say to make us uh, land on 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 on, on. because in, in eternity even we will be really engaged into those services even more than than in sadhana at, at least in Golok if you will in Golok Brindavan you won't be chanting your daily lak or, or or studying the Bhagavatam and you will be living in the Bhagavatam and you will be living in the lak <laughs> and you will be passing the broom and making camphor lamps and and doing so many practical things and, and cleaning the toilet you find so many incredible prayers I don't know the Raghunadas Goswami Bilabko praying like about cleaning Shirada's toilet with her braid a stool Sumanjari and, and this type of detailed description about really very menial services so I will say that in this case Thakur Bhakti another referring to Seva in that context like saying take care of your in the name of Sadhana do not neglect your health in the name of Sadhana do not neglect your seva, well, your seva in this case, these more practical things that could be seen as more relative and not so high, but actually are really crucial if, if, if expressed in the proper context. But again, some idea without knowing the, the specific context, but I think that that's connected to that. And if it's not, generally, the notion of seva is really applied a lot in that connection, separate from sadhana to make that particular point. But again, uh, all of that is Sadhana, all of that is Seva, if you will. Because if you go to the, the limbs of Sadhana Bhakti, you also find Vishrambena Guru Seva, Sadhu, margan sarana. Sadhana. In that you have all these varieties of menial services I'm mentioning, and that's one anga of Sadhana. So you can make one term the other, if you will, and play with the two of them, but that's the main idea. There is one quote shared here from Sakyarati Devi and Shamananda, from Srila Bhakti Pragyankesu in connection to my main, my first, sorry, uh, reply. It says, Srila Bhakti Pragyankesu says, he's mentioning a specific, I think, quote that I was referring to. Oh, no, no. I referred to one from Srila Maharaj. This is one from Srila Bhakti Pragyankesu He says, In the name of Rupa Nuga the Icha Paka, those who pretend to be mature before, much before being mature, the Icha Sahajas, okay, who have strayed from the path, accept only Parakya Madhurya Rasa as bhajan. They have concluded that there is no other Rasa such as Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya and so on within Rupanuga bhajan. This indeed reveals the Sahaja cult's ignorance of Rasa tatwa and its weight worthness. Okay, I think that's crystal clear. <laughs> I don't want to... To so add anything because that's totally clear, this is coming from Srila Bakyankes Maharaja's words, which is Sri Lanaya Maharaja's words, which very clearly mentioned that within Rupanuga Bhajan there is place not only for Parakia Baba but for other Rasks as well. And if you do not wish to accept that, well, according to what is seen, said here, mm-hmm. the term sahaja comes into the picture. So of course we don't want that. Okay. So, one last question that I will address, coming also from YouTube, from Azul Flor, which will be translated in English as Blue Flower, or Flower Blue. Mm -hmm. It says, here Milas manjari from Brazil, I have a doubt. If we are Tatasta, we are not made from the same nature of the Ragadmikas, then how we can aspire to go there? Yes, that's an important question. And that is closely tied to the very definition of being Tatasta, actually. Actually, if we play out all that it means to be a Tathastha, in one sense the question would not be there, but of course I totally appreciate your question as part of unfolding and our understanding of what Tathastha means. So Tathastha basically means not here, not there. sta, which means to be sta, to be situated into the tata. Tarka means sometimes like the imaginary line between the beach and the sea, which is not the line you can put your finger on. So it means basically that our nature and constitution is is that we lend ourselves towards adaptability. According to the environment we are in, whether it may be Maya Shakti or Swarup Shakti, we will accordingly develop a sense of identity. You take out those two environments, there is no sense of identity whatsoever. That's what we call Brahma Sayucha. When an Atma gets freed, neti neti, from all Upadis, from all type of designations, whether it be material or transcendental, there is no remaining sense of I am Mm. something. Mm? It's just the I am. I am nas. (laughs) So, the means, of course, till now we have mostly experienced uh, as jivas, what does it mean to be tatasta jiva? Which means my uh, t- tendency towards adaptability is expressed in connection to a material environment, and a distorted sense of being comes as a result, which is of course not fully satisfactory. But if again, if we put ourselves under the shelter of this sort of shakti, under the shelter of bhakti, our fullest potential as tatasta jivas comes out. Mahatma says Krishna Gita. You can become you are an Atma now, you can be, become a Mahatma. And that doesn't mean to follow Mahatma Gandhi with all respect to Sri Gandhiji. Here I am in India, I cannot criticize him. <laughs> He's in every rupee paper. So Mahatma means to be a great, <coughs> a great soul. Of course we are not speaking about physical size, but expansion potential, highest possible reach of the Atma is to be a Mahatma. And Krishna says in the Gita, Mahatma, which is a term he exclusively uses for his bhaktas, is someone who is diving prakritim asrita, who has taken shelter into the divine nature. In words of saying, another way of saying Sarup Shakti. So again, we as tatasta <coughs> we are to be defined according to our environment. Hmm? So, if our environment is Maya Shakti, we are defined as Bada Jivas and we are not reaching our ultimate potential. We are actually, our configuration is not finding its highest fulfillment in the Maya Shakti. I think we all have clear experience of that. <laughs> and, the, and, and, and the conclusion is, where, where is that fulfillment? Not necessarily just getting rid from the Maya Shakti, but as Sela Jiva Goswami describes in his Priti Sandarva, in Priti. Priti means that place with the Jiva, objectively speaking, the Jiva will experience, will reach its highest level of possible fulfillment and potential, and means prem, divine love. So again, Tattastha means we can adapt to the environment, and the best fit we can make with a particular environment is between tatastha shakti and swarup shakti which is another way of speaking about us as Raganugas and Raghatmikas. <coughs> So, we are not sarup Shakti Jivas, and we will never be sarup Shakti Mm -hmm. entities, we are Tathasta Shakti. Sila Jiva Goswami makes his point clear in his uh, commentary to Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, I think 112, he uses the word Tadatmya. So, Tathasta Shakti can attain Tadatmya in connection to sarup Shakti. Tadatmya means uh, like sameness, like similarity, closeness. He's not using words like "ekatwa" or "unity, total identity, absolute. So we do not become Sorup Shakti, but our Tatasta Constitution lends itself to nurture in such a way that it when the Sorup Shakti is entering into our hearts, it perfectly combines and fits with our tathasta constitution to the point of having a subjective experience of being one with that sort Shakti and having our eventual Sida Deha and spiritual identity under its shelter. So again, how it is possible for us to aspire to go there? Because our very constitution is designed, if you want to tell it in some way, in such a way that it will find its perfect match, or its ultimate potential in that particular land or realm. So, I hope that helps, and... uh, I think there are no more questions, so I will finish here today, wishing you very joyful and blessed um, almost last week of Kartik. So I'm hoping to see you next Thursday, for sure. For those who are there, Sri Gupastami Ki Jai, Sri Shubal Milan Ki Jai, Shri Mukta Charit Ki Jai, Thira Mahoj Vada dardashkoshwami Swami jaye Thirubhap mahoj saphtiti Dananja pandit ki jaye Thirubhap mahoj Sri Srinivasa Shri Nivasacharya ki jaye Gaur Bhaktivrand ki jaye Shri Laguru Dev ki Harinam Sankirtan ki Kartik Brat ki jaye Shri Man Dhawan Dham ki jaye Sadhu Gaur Pramaant Harit